India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is the 9th of July 2020 this is Rohit Shrivastava here from India Charts taking you through all the market action if you haven't seen indiacharts.com as yet you'll find all my daily weekly and monthly updates put together along with my regular analysis of all the global macro so that's uh, what you should go and check out all the charts that i post with my short notes that will keep you up to date on all the market action so let's get into what's been happening i think over the last uh, two weeks uh, i started off initially by watching what was the nifty futures discount now all the way when you were rallying uh, past the 10000 mark that was one of the indications that there was a short in the market and a short squeeze could actually drive prices higher what ended up happening uh, this friday though is where i started to get a little cautious initially watching the intermarket divergences develop between the mid cap and the bank nifty both of these indices did not make higher highs into monday uh, and then all of uh, a sudden i think on tuesday Uh, the mid uh, monday tuesday the mid cap index initially went past the high that uh, you know nifty had made in june uh, and once it went past the june high then you got bank uh, nifty also doing the same on wednesday so bank nifty was actually a little strong last thursday which was making me feel that probably finally financials are joining the rally and then they gave up and then another thing i noted is that there was a complete divergence in us financial so us financial stocks were actually declining for most of the last uh, 10 days whereas indian banks which were looking lethargic were actually trending higher so they are actually at the top end of their range whereas the us uh, banks actually at the bottom end of the range the question is who's going to catch up with whom and i think that uh, was an important divergence in the last two days when you sold off yesterday it looked like probably a correction in indian uh, banks started uh, but then that has paused all over again and uh, what we've done uh, watching today is whether that uh, sell off resumes but we've seen some strength come back so it's keeping us on the edge as to what happens at this important level because the divergences that were there between the intermarket divergences between nifty mid caps and banks are actually gone in the us market you still have intermarket divergences at a broader level between the nasdaq the dow s&p and the russell because the nasdaq is the only index in the most recent rally that actually made a higher high and all the other indices did not confirm now my sense is that's probably because of the weakness in banking and uh, that and the financials may have been you know scaring people off in the other and they they probably form a part of the other indices though since 2009 financials have not really been a big part of the market action they've actually been underperformers though they've actually gone up but every time they look weaker than the rest of the market and uh, many of the bears have actually cited us banks as a reason why the market will come down but that's really not happened and i think something similar could end up happening with indian financials now because we've gone through our own uh, events in terms of the economic winter the debt cycle uh, the losses that the banking sector has had to take the risk from the recent pandemic which will keep pressure on banking numbers for the months ahead and therefore indian banks uh, and financials even though they've rallied and may rally some more in some cases are not all actually are seeing specific strength maybe in psu banks but many of the others are actually looking lethargic icici bank access bank are not really going past the highs that they've made over the last month so maybe they do eventually when markets rally but point is that they may tend to be underperformers or weaker just like the us banks were throughout the uh, rest of uh, the last decade so that's something to watch out for you know that 
the best part of what was the BFSI growth phase may be behind and now they may tag along but because of all these issues uh, they may actually tend to uh, you know be underperformers and so they stop being signals but in the short term because this is the first time that you know banks are uh, actually have fallen a lot more than the nifty and uh, when nifty bounces back they also tend to attempt going up and uh, so initially whenever there's a pullback in financials i think uh, there'll be a relatively more impact in the indian market because they still have quite a bit weightage in the key indices that said the overall trend should uh, uh, should then uh, develop from there on uh, so right now what i'm looking for is the short term risk that you have a wedging like pattern in bank nifty it really didn't get past that in fact it exactly touched the top end of the line at uh, you know just below the 23100 mark uh, which is what i was watching uh, through monday and tuesday and moment it touched that it sold off from there and now we are seeing whether you can actually break out past that mark or you are going to get a correction first so that's going to be the most important thing in the short term over the next couple of days whether this trend breaks we get a correction or you going to keep stretching uh, among other things uh, that sentiment indicator of the nifty being at a discount uh, in terms of the nifty futures has actually gone back to a premium so there was a mild premium even on tuesday and then the before the market sold off it at least the discount got reduced significantly to you know a narrow lot but today you actually got a serious pre- you closed at a premium so that's a difference between what you saw on tuesday and today uh, it's an 8 points on the close uh, intraday it did go above 10 points and so that's a sign that finally maybe a lot of the bears covered uh, they got scared of the move and that may be a very short term again sentiment indicator that the market should you know give a pullback the only question then is how much how many points can you give up is it going to be small is it going to be a little deep and then what happens from there on so i think my big picture doesn't change that we are in a broad larger uh, uptrend uh, which is what i've been seeing i think since the march bottom and probably uh, for those who uh, who've been asking Uh, i don't think we revisit those lows you can get corrections and that's where you'll need to manage risk that's what i discussed in great detail in this month's long shot report how we should do that and what are the key factors to really watch and i've written a detailed note which i on the site just today which i should send out because one of the topics which became a great uh, long discussion i think today following there was an article in time of times of india and then i think uh, cnbc was running uh, some numbers and they all trying to point out at the participation of retail now this uh, data also came out a few weeks back when people were starting to look at uh, the us and the us was actually showing a lot of activity happening at its robinhood traders uh, which is a platform on which people trade they were finding a large number of investors opening accounts and getting active over there and it was being seen as a indicator that you know it's getting bubbly uh, but my sense was that well that's just a sign that people are getting active uh, whether it's bubbly or not depends on whether the size of that is a large part of the entire market volume so similarly when we come to india uh, i had the same uh, question because uh, you have seen activity improve post uh, the lockdown because a lot of people ended up being at home and so the feedback i got Uh, by speaking uh, to people uh, in the broking industries that uh, moment people were at home they started to trade and so that was the first reason why you saw activity pick up in uh, probably april you know so that was uh, the initial push but what you are seeing now you are actually seeing that activity continue and uh, what the article in in times of india was trying to indicate is that a lot of savings may be moving out of fixed deposits in, and you know fixed income 
into equity. Now, I don't know whether they've got data to back it up, but it's an interesting pattern because that's a trend that I would expect uh, to actually pick up and uh, continue into the months or weeks ahead. And the reason is that uh, why this is not just a one-off event is that you are now in an environment where interest rates are actually beginning to go down. However, slowly they are. Transmission is being pushed because transmission was one of the key issues with uh, you know RBI they were not able to you know get banks to lower rates for a long long time but now finally post this crisis a large amount of credit and actual intervention by RBI uh, through LTROs which is buying short term uh, you know long term bonds and selling short term bonds they are actually bringing down bond yields so the 10 year bond yield has actually come down to 5.7% now much lower than what we have seen over the last 7, 8, 10 years and the last time we have probably seen levels anyway close to this was in 2002 and then we've been in a broad range for yields you know it goes up to eight nine percent comes back to seven percent and so on and then we broke that seven percent base to six percent once and around demonetization we hit 6.5 then went back above seven to eight point five in the ilfs crisis and since then yields have been coming down and the rb has been trying to get this transmission thing working because at the high levels of debt that we have uh, one of the means at which they're probably looking at getting uh, credit growth back and the economy moving is actually lowering interest rates. So the pandemic has actually given them a reason to expand that program from what started only with 10, 20,000 crores into, you know, doing one to two lakh crores, uh, which is what they announced back then. And so it's a large number they've done and they're continuing to do. And I think uh, with that, now you're finally seeing fixed deposit rates coming down. You're seeing uh, commercial paper rates coming down and all of that is a clear indication of lower interest rates, which is going to disincentivize people who have been putting and parking money away into all kinds of fixed instruments. Of course, if you're in a bond fund or a debt fund, uh, if yields are going down, that means bond prices are going up. And if it's long dated, then you probably get a higher yield because of the yield movements. Uh, that's a separate story. But uh, if you're really looking at like a fixed deposit, then if interest rates keep coming down, and if your uh, even savings account doesn't reward you much, the first thing you're now going to start thinking of is how do you get a higher rate of return to achieve, you know, your financial goals and people will start investing in equity. And I think that trend is now started, started getting, you know, inquiries of people actually asking those type of uh, questions in terms of asset allocation and starting to think about it. And uh, I think that's the reason why, if at all, you've got this trend of retail participation come back. And so it's a trend. It's not an event. It's not something that's happened only because of COVID. Uh, that may, COVID may have triggered the uh, retail trading activity that you saw in April and May because people are at home. But this shift towards equity, which you're probably starting to see, may be the early stages of a trend because if interest rates continue to go down, that trend will only accelerate and uh, get more and more exponential uh, in the months or year ahead. And, you know, even the fear factor, which is there, uh, will slowly go away once you are out of the pandemic, maybe six, eight months down the line. So probably right now, the fear level is still high. Some people are moving yields out and uh, those that are, are the ones who are driving uh, market action, especially in the mid and small cap segment that has started to flare up again. Uh, but as you continue to, you know, move through this uh, scenario, the main risk being, I think, is only whether you will get a second wave and right now all we're do doing is dealing with the first wave trying to open up going two steps forward one step back in terms of opening things up because uh, each time you open up a little bit the number of cases jump and then uh, the system is trying to deal with that 
and once they are able to deal with that then they'll probably consider opening up further and hopefully in that time frame come up with some kind of medical advice or vaccine or something i mean vaccines as they are saying are not easy to find or come uh, conclude to even though everyone has a target but at least we should be able to uh, you know reach a point where either we get comfortable with the a level at which it is impacting society as a whole and second is coming up with uh, some uh, means of uh, treatment which uh, makes people feel more comfortable and so once that sense changes and we don't know whether it's 6 months or 12 months down the line i'm not really thinking about the effects that are going to be there immediate because immediate we know earnings are not going to show gdp is not going to show that's those are all known facts the thing is uh, uh, you know when you start looking uh, with a slightly longer lens and that's where this whole shift will happen where people want to then eventually participate in equity and move a larger part of their savings and when they look at price action and so that's how always markets are when price action when a trend starts and more and more money keeps moving into a particular asset makes people more comfortable rather than the other way around and that's what i may have really started to happen everywhere with support of what has been a uh, you know at least in some countries the largest stimulus with a combination of both monetary and fiscal measures in our own case we've seen the monetary side the fiscal side is what many have felt uh, needs much more to really be put in place but let's see if that happens because i think there is room maybe they are waiting uh, to get uh, things moving before they really take action only once they open up the economy and then see where efforts are needed probably the government will take further action if not into this year's budget maybe into next year's budget so yeah we may appear a little behind the curve on that but globally that's what is happening and all that money is really chasing up asset prices and uh, is adding fuel to the idea that uh, you know lower rates drive uh, more uh, money into uh, alternate asset classes including equity and so that's part of what the reflation theme as well was which was my previous month's uh, long shot report Uh, india may be a little behind on that and we are also of course in a different stage of the economic winter which is what i always say we are like 8 years or 10 years behind on the winter because around the world whatever they faced in terms of the debt crisis say us faced in 2008 we have probably faced something close to that only now uh, in terms of recognizing our problems and then having the nbfc crisis similarly even in the 90s we faced our own what we call an economic summer a period where you have high interest rates and inflation and then you get that under control and us faced the same thing in the late 70s and early 80s and then got that under control and then you get the autumn bull market on low inflation and low interest rates which is what we've been going through in equity prices and even though in the backdrop backdrop we have uh, the economic winter building up because we have had the debt crisis and debt problems now we are at the stage where Uh, everyone's already dealing with this problem uh, they are in i mean us is in the second stage or third stage of doing so and we are probably in the first stages of dealing so we have a lot of history to look back at what others have done what the us has done and enact plan enact plans from that which is what uh, we are sort of doing if you look at the ltro plan that we've actually started to enact at this stage and so uh, which is why our measures are more similar more on the monetary side because interest rates here are still high and we have a lot more room to do that and so the fiscal side measures are smaller in in size to what is happening on the monetary side but yeah there is room for them to do more maybe they will at one step at a time but then we are all part of the world market and they, and everything moves on global macro and if worldwide we are reflating uh, that's one form of liquidity that is having a positive rub off the second is the shift in asset class from fixed income to equity 
as far as india is concerned that is likely to be a trend that may only accelerate in the months or years ahead and that's uh, what i wanted to really highlight by you know writing this note that this is a trend that you need to keep your eye on it's not going to go away this may be one round you know there may maybe knee jerk reactions to it to the markets because of you know the short term issues of you know, whether you get some lockdowns in some locations because some spikes in death rates and here and there so we'll continue to move two steps forward and one step back till we are through with this crisis but on a longer term basis i think this these are the trends that are going to keep driving markets over the next couple of years so that's all i think i'll leave you with in this update that we have some reason to consider near term caution but the uh, broader trend should probably continue to accelerate as and when there are pullbacks and we will continue to track key stocks and sectors in those areas that are most likely to benefit from these expansionary measures that's all in my update for today thank you Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.